back for 35-year-old Arthur Beetson to wear a maroon jersey. Venegeta close, close cutting back the other way, catches the defence on the long foot, he's broken through, he's coming up to Edie, gets away from Edie, he's over underneath. And welcome back to Origin of the Series, and welcome back, Jeff. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, everybody, for popping in for Origin of the Series. We've hit um, 1983. It's starting to get interesting now. Not that it wasn't interesting before, but, um, yeah, this is this is really starting to um, really take shape, isn't it? It certainly is. Um, before we go any further, I think we should um, uh, just point out that we're having a minor technical difficulty today and not enough to put us off, but um, your mic is not as good as it would be normally. Um, That's right. And I think yeah, apologies uh, for that. But uh, but we're going to push through, and um, I think it's it's probably good enough that it's only going to annoy um, those that uh, that know us well, and they're welcome to write in to um, hmm. uh, we we don't give a monkeys dot com, and um, That's we'll it. answer all you. our high yeah. fidelity friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, so uh, 1983. Um, it's, uh, this is, it's hardly our coming of age, but uh, we're certainly bigger boys now. We're going to hit 19 during 1983. We are, well, we're, we're, eight, we're 18 in, in June when the Origin Series is on. I'm yeah. still at university pretending to study uh, a business <laughs> communications degree. And yeah. Stephen is? Ah, uh, working, working. Um, mm. Where would I have been? I would have been at Crosby Tiles for sure in mm. 83. Across um, the road yeah, from Lang Park. Across the road from Lang yep. Park, getting around, getting around them at Crosby Tiles U. And, um, yeah, enjoying having a, having a few dollars in my pocket. Now, what, what else Good was times. going on in 1983, Jeff? Um, look, I'll start with... Um, a bit of news. Um, well, firstly, Please. Bob Hawke got voted in in 1983, so good right. times, as you, you'll agree wholeheartedly. If, if you're um, into that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, but also uh, Reagan's president, Thatcher, gets voted in again. So, yeah, yeah there's um, there's a fair bit of the right-wing stuff happening around mm. the place. But, yeah, Hawkey, Hawkey's, uh, Hawkey gets signed in, so things are about to change for us. Aussies. Um, what else happened? Uh, there were the Ash Wednesday fires, bushfires down south, oh, which right. were just yeah. tragic. Yeah, tra yeah 2,000 homes in Victoria and South Australia. Victoria, yeah. So um, 2,000 homes lost, 75 people died, including 17 mm. firefighters. Um, uh, what else? Um, on a lighter note, the Mario Brothers video game was released in Japan. Uh, there you go. I don't, I don't, 105 I don't think million. Of, neither of us are big uh, video game guys. No, um, but, and, no. but I but do know are, that one. Yeah, we are aware that other people in the world are into such things. Yeah, so that's for them. You're welcome. Yeah, but, yeah certainly <laughs> not for us. Couldn't, couldn't no. drag me screaming to one of those things. But here's something. Here's something. Um, 105 million people, I'm guessing these figures are just in the US, 105 million tune in to watch the last episode of MASH. 
Were you, yeah. where, where did you stand on, mate? You were a fan, weren't you? I was, uh, yeah, I was sort of, uh, yeah, pretty big fan. It was a big deal in in the house. Um, Mm. So my mother was a big fan. My brother was. So I sort of got brought along with it. Um, I'm actually on a a Facebook uh, MASH group. I don't really know how I managed to join that, but I am on one. And I know that the the cooler um, hardcore MASH fans um, look down on those like me who just like the early um, episodes where it was more comedy than uh, than drama, and um, I sort of lost interest as it went along. And by the time that that uh, finale happened, I wasn't really a watcher yeah. uh, at all. I have seen it subsequently, um, but yeah, it's a it's a huge amount of people, isn't it? That's it's a gotcha. I, 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 I that was I massive. Think, that was massive. Yeah, but you you couldn't have. I don't think there's any anything on in the states these days, other than the Super Bowl, where you would get uh, an audience of, no. of 105 million. Because no. the TV. Oh, look, it's, it's, and speaking of sitcoms and all, all things popular and and um, landmark landmarkery, uh, Matt Perry died today, yesterday. He he did. Just just to and date now, this podcast, he did, yeah, yeah, and, and and could he be any debtor? Hey, probably not, probably not. But once again, that was another case of one of those sorts of shows where you're probably not going to get that kind of audience uh, no. again. You know, watching the last episode and all that kind of thing, and people genuinely caring about it. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of um, of anything uh, that would come close. Uh, what else is happening in in um, in uh, nineteen eighty-three, I'll talk about. I'll keep. I'll keep maybe music till till the next next time. But let's just talk about movies. Um, yeah, there was uh, Monty Python's Meaning of Life was released in the US. Right. Return yeah. of the Jedi was big. I don't see. I don't watch any of those kinds of movies, but a lot of people do, and that, yeah. that, that was that's great. That went well. I, I'm, not, I'm not really demon. one, of, one I, of those people either. I think we we mentioned this before. I have seen the yeah. first three Star Wars movies, but not at the time, so I wasn't. I was oblivious to yeah. the uh, to the the cinematic merit yeah. of these things. No, no, but you know, I, I understand people like that kind of thing. And um, mm. the Return of the Jedi was that the third one? What second one? Uh, second one. Oh, uh, Second one, Empire Strikes Back was the third one. I no, I don't know. I don't mm, know. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't we're just setting ourselves things. up for. We're setting ourselves <laughs> up here. Yeah, let's just move. That's let's right. move on. Um, in a similar vein, Terms of Endearment. And I think that won the Oscar. No, it didn't win the Oscar. Gandhi did, but Terms of Endearment was um, that was huge um, with Deborah Winger, Jack Nicholson in particular, Shirley MacLaine. It, it, it won for yeah. most boring movie ever made. Well, you know, controversial. I, I I disagree, but there you go. Um, but here's here's something that wasn't boring: Flashdance. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, Flashdance. Uh, trading places. Now, here's something I'd like to stop and have a, a small chat with you. It was um, Octopussy, the thirteenth <laughs> Bond film. Yeah. Uh, with Roger Moore. Where do you stand on? Because you're a big, I know you're a big Bond fan. You've you've read all the I, books I, and yeah, I am. Although uh, you and I are, uh, differ 
very much on this, uh, as as I differ with um, with the lovely Anita on this one, that I, I'm a big fan of the early stuff. I'm a big fan of the books, the the original Ian mm, Fleming mm. Uh, books, um, and I I'm a big fan of the early movies, not just because it was the um, uh, Sean Connery thing, but because they stayed fairly true to the the books. When when they ran out of um, books and started having to um, make the short stories into movies, it started to get pretty uh, pretty lame. And Octopussy is one of those. So that was right. Um, that was from from I a, sus- a, a. I suspect a book, I'm no Bond book of short um, stories. And yeah, I, I'm not a not a huge fan of the Roger Moore years uh, anyway. Uh, one or two were good. Live and Let Die was good, um, but. Yeah, not a not a huge fan, and just to finish that off, as it then sort of went through the years and became, for a while, the Pierce Brosnan stroke BMW ad uh, years. I I loathe them, and I don't particular. I haven't particularly enjoyed the Daniel Craig stuff. I know that's highly controversial, but I uh, they just seem like adventure movies, you know, action movies, mm. parkour, mm. and uh, no. It's not. It's not really for me. And yeah, there's a dastardly villain that's going to take over the world. Well, I guess that's true to the the original books, but <laughs> no, no, can only, no that thanks. can only. Okay, pass on Octopussy. Now I'm going to yeah. jump into Australian cinema, 1983. Mm. Now Australian cinema was very. It's, it's always been strong, but 1983. Uh, careful, he might hear you. Yeah. Far lap. Far lap. That was a good he's movie. The best, he, well, that was a good movie. Not as good as this one. BMX Bandits, starring Ooh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Nicole yeah. Kidman. A, yeah. a breakout cinema. Yeah. yeah. 1983. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I don't think I've seen that either. I, I can't. I can't no, remember ever I watching that. No. I wasn't into BMX uh, in real life, let alone movies about it. So. Um, I, I I converted a dragster into a BMX bike. You may you may recall that. Now, <laughs> as, it, as it I happens, do. kids, you can't you can't do that mm. because don't the try this drags, at home. Don't try this at home because the dragster frame is still just a dragster frame, and it isn't mm. designed to go over jumps and things like that. And mm. you can and will land and kill yourself on the rocks below. So, don't do that. Yeah, and. Stenciling mongoose on the uh, on the frame <laughs> is not going to make it any better. No, no, it won't. Um, look, there's lots lots going on um, music wise too, and I'll save some of that for next week. But well, it was can, uh, can, can, can I leap in with some music stuff from you can. You can, yes, um, because. 83 was the year of possibly the most disappointing gig I've ever been at. Um, and you were at it uh, with me. Uh, and, I, and I have a feeling uh, we went to this gig with Lee, our mutual friend Lee mm. as well. Um, but it was, was a massive uh, Bowie fan. Yeah, so it was David Bowie at Lang Park, ironically, mm. incidentally, rather. Uh, in I think it was November '83. Might be wrong about that, but I, I have a feeling it was. Um, 
and it was a pretty big crowd. It was 27,000 uh, people at, at, at Lang Park. But why was it disappointing? Because we were all um, uh, Bowie fans. It was because we could barely hear it. We were, we were mm. sitting in the, the newsstand um, and the, uh, the stage was set up at the, uh, not the Milton Road end, what's the other end? The Caxton. Hale Street. Hale Street. Hale Street. End. Oh, Caxton Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we're a lo- we were on the sort of the left hand side. We're at the that Milton Street end of the newsstand. So we're a long, long way away from the um, uh, from the stage. But even so, the just the sheer um, lack of volume from the uh, from the audio was it was so low that you and I were talking to each other, which. Which probably yes. irritated the crap yes. out of people around us, but we were talking about the, the, the fact was... that we couldn't we couldn't hear him. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now it only it it, it only be, I only became aware years after this gig that there was a story behind why it was uh, why the volume was so low and why the gig was so poor, um, which was that he had played also at uh, Lang Park. Uh, in November 1978. Um, now, we weren't at that one because we were 13 at the time. Um, mm. uh, but he had played in 78 and it had caused um, uproar, mm-hmm. particularly with the, um, in the police that we, we lived in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. 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 So um, there were a lot of complaints from <clears throat> um, from local residents. Um now I'm, I'm sure it wasn't nearly as many complaints as uh, as were reported at the time through um, by the uh, Queensland government, but uh, and I'm sure they didn't report uh, too many of the uh, the street parties that were going on while people enjoyed the uh, Bowie gig for free. But I want to I want to give you a quote from one of our favourite politicians, Russ Hins, who I'm oh. sure. <laughs> The minister for everything. <laughs> the minister for dodginess, um, Russ Hins, who um, we, we'll get to again later on when we get to the uh, Fitzgerald inquiry years because he was um, uh, featured heavily in, in the in the sheer assholery um, carried out by the Queensland Police Force and the Queensland Government. But the quote from um, Russ Hins at the time was, these pop singers come out here to make a quick quid by disturbing our peace and tranquility. The fact that he's a pommy as well wouldn't help. Yeah, there you go. Mm. What a what a worldly yeah, welcome. and welcoming guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, well, well, that's I wanna, that's. I, sorry, no, I was going to say that's just an indication of how the arts were embraced by the uh, yes. the, <laughs> that, the National Party and. Um, they're lucky. They're lucky they didn't line the streets. They could get the cops to line the streets of um, Catching Street and with pitchforks, like they did with the yeah. dead Kennedys, and burning torches. <laughs> one of the, um, mm. one of the, the journos of the day, who, who I, I think I'll keep nameless because I think he probably regrets this, but um, as a as a pet journo of the Queensland government. He he was was telling the story of the uh, of the seventy eight gig. He said, "I had lost sight of my two friends. I had my soft drink can knocked from my hand. 
and um, and most of my meat roll was plastered on the back of some guy's shirt. Gropers and bottom pinchers had the time of their lives. It, it is just staggering what? to yeah <laughs> that that what's, was in what what's no no what's a meat roll. <laughs> I don't know. Where's he, where's he from? Where's he from? I, 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 I also sort of let, stumbled on that um, that quote <clears> as well. Uh, I don't know what a meat roll is. Um, no, I, I, no. I, 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 I pass. I don't know. Chico roll? Yes, I could. I could have sausage that. roll, meat sausage pie. Roll. It's just mixed. It's a, a mal- malapropism. You know, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, but it must have been bad because he had his uh, he had his soft drink can knocked over as well. But oh this, God! This this was in now this was in a um, uh, uh, a newspaper called the Telegraph. Was there a Brisbane version of the Telegraph? Yeah, yeah. yeah Telegraph was the afternoon. Was the afternoon? I used to sell it for a brief time. After it was the afternoon version of the Courier Mail came I don't out. Remember yeah, that? This is, there was there was an afternoon. There's a Courier Mail. The afternoon was the Telegraph. There's a there's a guy. It's a famous Brisbane. It's an institution. There's a guy, old guy used to sell them outside of um, the post office, and he'd mm. go paper telly. It became a real thing, a bit oh, like Happy yeah, Jack kind okay. of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you okay, pay that, you pay that, your ten cents. Yep. Yeah, that rings oh. a bell. Isn't it? Well, look, th- yeah. this was this was the review, the gig review, in the where, Brisbane where Telegraph was... in '78. So where was the gig in '78? In Lang Park as well. Lang Park as well. Oh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. So the the gropers and bottom bottom pinchers that had the time of their lives in '78 were not were not welcomed back in '83, no. and um, no, nor were there meat rolls. <laughs> that's right. Meat, meat rolls have not featured on any menu uh, ever since, and uh, and uh, Russ Hins. Got in front of this gig and said, uh, uh, "We're gonna, we won't be turning this one up to eleven, lads. We'll have this one on two. Mm. And that, my friend, is why you and I couldn't hear Mister Bowie as he was doing his thing because of the bottom pitches. Well, I'll tell you now, there are a lot of gigs at Lang Park, including Paul McCartney coming up, which well, I wouldn't call that a gig really these days. But anyway, there are a lot no. of things going on at Lang Park. To the po- and the noise is totally fine to the point one Monday evening I was sitting out the back of my house uh, watering the plants and I heard the uh, the uh, tune Yellow by Coldplay <sighs> coming across the uh, across the summer breeze and I went who the hell is playing bloody Coldplay on a Monday night at that volume? And then I realised that Coldplay were playing a live gig at Lang Park. So they've, mm. they've t- so maybe Russ Hinn should have got involved in that one instead of Bowie. And, and, and turned it off altogether. <laughs> turned it off. <laughs> turned it off. <laughs> I did. I went, who the hell is playing Coldplay this loud yeah. on a Monday night, you know? Yeah. Which well, says two things. I don't like Coldplay and I'm a cranky old man, but there you go. <laughs> but you're not a bottom pitcher. Well, that, that well, I know of. You're not a bottom pitcher. No. No. Wouldn't stand up in court yeah. anyway. <laughs> so that was um, 
that was the uh, the worst gig of my life, 1983 at Langpa. Um, I, I was having a look at other things going on in Brizzy in 83, and the only thing that that struck me, and this this might not might, might not strike you, but I, I'm I'm sometimes surprised by the the sort of dating of uh, of things, date stamping things. In 1983, the um, the National Nine News, um, Brisbane uh, style, was still being read by Don Seckham. And I, I sort of had it in my <clears> head that he he finished in the, I don't know, the mid-70s or something like that. And he seemed to be about 200 years old always as the, the newsreader. But, you know, he yeah. was, when, when he was reading the news in 83, he's... Younger than we are now, <laughs> which doesn't seem right because we're young fellas. No, no, no. I do remember him. No, I remember Don Seckham because because Brisbane did have quite a active TV production scene, and they mm. they produce shows like I've Got a Secret. That Don Seckham hosted. That Don Seckham hosted, exactly. Yeah, and he—that means it's just. I think just it's even when you look at photos of your grandparents, right? And you go, there they are, my old grandparents, <laughs> and you go, they're forty-five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I think Don Seckham is a, um, and look, he's a guy who had um, access to makeup and all sorts of things that we don't. Oh, I mean, I do. But, you know, we we do, but. Um, yeah, so it is interesting, isn't it? But um, yeah. but it's but it's also yeah, it is interesting that whole um, and it's and the newsreader typically being the older guy you can trust, you know, as opposed yeah. to I don't know when it changed to getting the young the young youngish groovy guy and the sexy girl to, to tell you. The I, news, I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it was long after that because I think. Who was it? I mean, I may get her name wrong. Was it Heather Ford? Was that was she the? Yeah, yeah, Heather Ford. Yeah. She's um, Heather no, she Ford. Was mid, she was mid eighties, so she she wasn't yeah, yeah. far removed from the Don Seckham years. She was. Um, I knew Heather a little bit. She was a friend of a friend kind of thing. Well, this that's weird because I, 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 she was a friend of a friend of um, of someone else who isn't a mutual friend of ours. That's weird. Okay, yeah, it's Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, Kay yeah, McGrath, who was a little bit older, but um, she was uh, she, uh, Channel 10 for years and years and years, but also heavily like a serious journalist. And she was in, um, she was a friend of, of my dad's and hung around at the, at the police club and was very interested in getting to the nitty-gritty of, of things. So, you know, yeah. yeah. So Don well, Seckham, not, not so yeah. much. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why that I, uh, I'm, I'm glad I mentioned yeah. it, but uh, but it's an odd one when you see guys like that who I honestly thought, how could he still be reading the news in the in the eighties? He must have been mm. close mm. to ninety years old, and mm. turns out we're older than him. Anyway, mm. um, yeah, so that's that's all I had from uh, from eighty three. Anything well, else from you, or shall we move on to footy? Let's move on. Let's let's get into the game. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's talk about the teams, uh, shall we? Because there were a couple of injuries. Um, yeah. Let me just grab my uh, 
my team sheet here, which I seem to have lost. No, I haven't. I found it. Uh, so, we'll, who, who, who would you like this week? New South Wales or Queensland? I'll go New South Wales. Okay. Um, look, Greg Brett is still at fullback, and um, mm. what a great, what a great player! You know, like yeah, he's one. Yeah. It's just you know, it's just, and I don't know. He's he kind of um, he's he's very classy, both as a player and a character. Because I, I don't yes. remember anything, and he seemed to be um, didn't seem to be connected with any of the the um, the uh, Nastiness with um, the that, that went on. Yes, uh, great player, great, great, great boot on him. Like famous for his big long kick, all that kind of stuff, and yeah. his ability to take up to take a, a high ball. Yep. Uh, Anderson's still on the wing, long term uh, out there on the left wing. Um, yeah, now they find they finally brought Brett Kenny in at five eight. Uh, sorry, at, at at center. So Kenny and Sigsworth in the centers. Eric Grove, yep. the legend on the wing. Alan Thompson, which they stick, they really stick with him, don't they? Uh, and even the New yeah. South Wales commentators were saying, "Well, they wanted Ella, you know, they wanted Steve Ella there." Well, he was. Um, Ella was originally uh, selected at uh, at yeah. five eight in this yes. game, um, and uh, Thompson was at the last minute given the uh, given the run on spot. Yeah, it's um, and I think it might have something to do with the whole manly. The Manly Mafia, but anyway, who knows? Uh, yeah. Sterling at halfback, Ray Price, Locke, Les Boyd, and Pierce. Wayne Pierce playing in the second row. Yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to talk about Les Boyd later. I'm going to I'm going to have to take a minute yes. during the the match to talk about him because there will be a, there will be it, that time will come. Yes, Bugden, <laughs> Bugden, Gerard. Uh, the props and Max Krilich, uh captain uh, reserves. Yeah. Uh, Steve Ella, Ray Ray Brown, who was Ray Brown was at Manly also at the time. So it's a Manly. It's basically a Manly Parramatta team, isn't it? With a couple of um, that's right, a couple of, bits a couple of pieces, Canterbury players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that yeah. was them. And um, Sigsworth. But that's a. I, I, it doesn't feel like a balanced side to me yet. Um, no. No, and, and, that, that's, and that's... I, 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 th- I think that will show in the game as well. Yeah. So the uh, Queensland team, uh, fullback Cole Scott. Um, the wings were in this match, uh, Rebo and Steve Stacey. Now, uh, Rebo is an obvious selection. Steve Stacey less so, I would have thought. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he I, I, I have to confess, he is a friend of a friend or a, a very old um, uh, acquaintance of mine. Um, and uh, so I know, uh, according to this fella, that he is a good bloke and, uh, and generally a, uh, a charming, um, well-intentioned fella. I'm not convinced, however, that he was born to play State of Origin 40. So I don't yeah. know if you have any thoughts on that. I oh, look. I, I agree. What was happening with, with Bostead? Was he injured or he was? Yeah, he was constantly injured for a couple of years. Remember, yeah. didn't he? He break his ankle, um, and yeah. that was sort of the the beginning of the end 
for his sort of greatness. I can see I can see the thinking with Stacey because he's a he's a big 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 unit and uh, yeah. uh, and look he didn't have a bad game, um, but he was never going to. Yeah, I think I he has. He had two bad moments in this yes. in this game, yeah. and he had some good moments too. That's right. And actually, I think that's the point I'm badly trying to make. That uh, he had lots of good moments, and he was a he was a good, hard running player, and um, made every effort in defence. He just has two poor moments, which seem to be the sort of the um, the video moments of of this game. Anyway, uh, the centres. Uh, and would be the centres for all three games is uh, Meninga and Miles, yeah. um, as would be the um, uh, five-eight and halfback situation. So Lewis and uh, Murray um, play all three games, and um, if, if you'll allow me to say, I think the consistency of those four positions across the series um, it went a long way to being the difference between the the two teams. Um, Locke uh, was Wally Fulton Smith. Did he actually no, Paul play? Wharton. Did, yeah, no, Paul Wharton, Wharton was Locke. Uh, yeah, Pac- Fulton Smith came in for McCabe. That's right. McCabe failed the uh, fitness test, and Dave Brown was flown up the the morning of the game, which yeah. explained the the weird uh, numbering of the yeah, uh, yes. on, on the yeah. day. So Dave Dave Brown is wearing eight. Um, yeah, and Fulton Smith is wearing fifteen. 15, I think 15. 15, uh, so yep. Uh, yep. Vorton uh, packs in that, uh, at lock and the second row of Fullerton Smith and Niebling. Yep. And they would play all three games uh, this uh, series in the, in the second oh, yeah. row. Yeah. And, and, and be massively successful in uh, stifling oh. the, um, uh, the New South Wales running game through the middle of the park. Um, props of uh, Daryl Broman. Uh, who will feature large, I'm sure, in your um, run-through of the game. And uh, Brad Tessman, who um, plays his first Origin games. Um, he's still playing for Souths in, uh, in the South. Brisbane comp. Um, and uh, and Kinescu is um, back at hooker for, uh, yep. for all three games. So a really, really strong uh, Queensland team. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, take out... Um, Stacy and, and um, uh, probably uh, Brad Tessman, and you've got the Queensland team, which would largely be the um, uh, the run on team for the next few years. That's right. On and the, reserves, Dave, Dave Brown was Norm Carr the other. No, uh, Brett Reserve? French. Brett French was on the bench. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> think Norm Carr gets uh, gets a uh, Guernsey at all this year. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. So yeah, Dave Brown. Now, which is which is another one of those odd ones. Having a a guy that can really only play in the front row as your um, as your reserve didn't make any sense at the time. Probably these days because you don't really have um, front rowers and back rowers. But um, yeah, Dave Brown was reserve. Lucky as it turns out with um, with what was to happen early in the first half. Mm. That's right, and um, that's right. Artie, Artie Beatson is uh, is coach, and Ted Glossop's the New South Wales coach. What a what a what a what a lovely man, and uh, and a um, 
What a, yeah. like he brings people. One of those guys who brings people together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were a few of those um, New South Wales coaches that maybe we were just sort of, you know, we were reared to to dislike intensely. But Ted Glossop, I, I couldn't warm to him. Um, Frank Stanton couldn't warm to him. But Fernley, my God, when we come mm. to him, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll be taking a moment there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the they're the they're the, they're teams. the sides. Yeah. Um and what did we have in the crowd? When we were we were at this match because we weren't far away from the uh from the Broman incident. Um yeah. little yeah. little bit little bit further up uh towards uh Milton Road than than the actual incident, but um close enough to, to get a decent look at it. Um yeah, what were the twenty five thousand no, that's not right. It was more than that. 29,412 was the official attendance. And the only other thing before we, um, before I hand over and shut the hell up is uh, um, Barry Gummersall was the, was the ref. And um, I, I know this was one of those games where all the New South Wales fans were apoplectic about the the amount of penalties that uh, Queensland were given. I just want to point out that Queensland did get the better of the penalties, but it was 14-12. So calm down, fellas. Calm yeah. down. Uh, and when we when we get to the incident, there's, yeah, we can talk about the refereeing decision there too. But, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, look, why don't, why don't you um, lead on, take us through the game? Well, here we go. So Queensland kick off to the Milton Road end, and it begins with an old-fashioned um, kicking duel. So Brent Brentnell, Queensland kick off to uh, Brentnell. Brentnell returns it to Miles. Miles kicks it back, <laughs> um, which you don't see a lot of these days. <laughs> no, but um, and look, the defence early on strong, and it is through the whole game. Um, it's a really defensive kind of game, but. Ironically, the scoring starts pretty early. Queensland get two penalties early. And each time they put on this set move, there's this funny set move where with decoys and all sorts of things, both times it, it backfires. Similar to how yeah, New South it, Wales did it in the previous game. It's a rugby union kind of thing, I it, think. It, it is. And did you get the feeling that they should have maybe rehearsed the move a few more times rather than the yeah. two that I suspect they had run through? The day before, yeah, the day. or or don't do it at all because <laughs> it does it, it does nothing. No, it, or, I think the defense just sits back. The defense sits back and goes, "What are you doing?" And then yeah. they get confused. Yeah. All you're doing is giving them time. Is what I can yeah. gather anyway. They thought they'd give that a crack. Um, they stopped it after the first couple of times, but um, anyway. So, um, but inside the first five minutes, Kineski, uh gets it to Murray. Then he, just a quick little run around to Kineski, who's looking looking around and sends it inside to Borton. Borton just breaks a tackle and gets it to Lewis on his outside, and he's just over. He's over in the um, beside the post. So it's pretty quick and pretty, uh, and, and, pretty and clinical. There um, is, but it's also there is born one of those video moments that we've we've seen on telly about a billion times uh, since that Borton break in the past to Lewis. You know, features in, in yeah. every. Every um, uh, every what, what do you call it? That sort of the, the, the promo package packages. Kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's in all of them. 
Oh, hey, look, this is Vorton's been threatening this for a while, coming on reserves, and it started. I think he started. Did he start the first, the third game last series? But anyway, he's a he's a hell of a player. He's a hell of a runner, and he's a hell of a tackler. So, um, and, and doesn't probably, I think he's he he had a big reputation in um, in Brisbane before he went down to uh, Manly. You know, he was a he was a big wheel in the BRL. Uh, circles mm. both with uh, West, but before that, yeah, I remember him being spoken of, spoken of when he was playing for West Mitchie. You know, people were talking about yes. this redheaded fella that's going to be a superstar. So, um, yeah, he he wasn't a surprise to anyone, was he? No, no, no. He's um so like when he got his chance, he he took it, and he's just fearless, and he's not mm. didn't come across as being a big tough guy, but just. Just ran hard and smart, smart, smart yeah. player. Um, yeah. Look, so six nil. Um, New South Wales going. They put on some bright attack, um, but there's some really classic Queensland last last ditch defence holding them out. Um, there's a tackle on Sigsworth by uh, Scott that stopped a certain try. And I have to say, I know, I know, I've sort of. <laughs> Uh, had had sort of uh, doubts about Cole Scott and thought of it as a bit, not as a joke, but you know, as a um, you know, not the, not 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 the quality that he actually was. Like he, this game, he pulled on some pulled out some big defence. He's it always did. a silky attacking player, but geez, he, he had a look. So many Queenslanders had big defensive games um, in, in in this one. So, um, do, you, do do you reckon the uh, the Cole Scott sort of um, perceived wisdom of, of his ability was negatively affected by the fact that he was surrounded largely by Meninga, Miles and Lewis, who, yeah, you know, you, you have to be a, a, a phenomenal player to, to sort of measure up to those guys in representative footy. And I, I, I know and for, that, for those guys to go, he's got our back, he's our fullback. He's got, you know, yeah. but the, you know, they 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 had the, the swing to go now nah, out with out with him in with whoever. I don't know who would have been the other option at the time, but there were options, you know. Yeah, I, I think the 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 option most of the time that I remember being spoken of in the early eighties was always Mitch Brennan would have been the yeah. um, the the sort of the likely guy from uh, playing in the Sydney comp, but Cole Scott. Super player, and you're right. In this mm. game, his his cover defense was uh, great, and the amount of times mm. he broke through the first tackle, running the ball back, I thought was pretty impressive too. Yeah. Oh look, um, there's a lot of niggle in defense. It's it started pretty early. It was clear mm. that New South Wales were after always after Wally. But they're after. Um, I reckon they're after Vorton. Mm-hmm. And they're after Broman. Now, Broman had this reputation. He was tipped to be uh, uh, picked for Australia. And how mm. often do you get a prop with silky hands and a, and a he could kick? Like he, he, he was something else. Um, he, he, and also, he, he was. He, he, sorry, just on that subject, because this was one that um, one of these guys that I was looking forward to. Uh, coming through, um, remember he had been playing for Norths while he North. was uh, 
uh, while hmm. he was st- in Brisbane. He was a great where, player while, while, he, while, yeah. while he was still in high school. Um, yes. You know, he was always a, a big bloke, but always was a, uh, a ball-playing forward, always had that, um, looked for the the, uh, the option of um, slipping the ball away in a tackle to someone uh, typically running on the inside. And he would just do it time and time again. And he was a phenomenal player with uh, with North there for a couple of years. And uh, and everyone in Queensland certainly thought that this this was a guy. Maybe we, we sort of got brought up on a steady diet of uh, watching Artie do similar things for Australia. Mm. But uh, I, I certainly thought I was one of those people that thought Broman was a was a standout candidate to be a, a test. He pro. was. He was. Um... And I think from New South Wales' point of view, they went, we are getting hammered by the kicking game of Queensland. Now they've got they've got Lewis, now they've got this Broman, as well as a couple of others, like Murray could kick, even Gene Miles was, was kicking. But you go, hmm. you've got two excellent strategic kickers. Um, uh, that's that's um, something they obviously wanted, they, they took notes on. But also the fact that they just wanted to... Um, uh, take out your serious ball players. Yeah, like having two two serious ball players like like Lewis and Broman. Um, so as you know, now with hindsight, we know that um, apparently Boyd was sent out with a message to to take him out. So mm. anyway, that's that's to come. There was still um, still lots of niggle in defence. Look, and even around it's it's early. Like Queensland scored that try early, so six 0 early. Around this eighth minute, Boyd puts in a cheap shot early on Broman. Um, mm. and it's penalised for that. Um, uh, there's a bit more. There's a bit more. Just um, a bit more attack going on back and forth. But Queensland go on the attack. And they they're looking really dangerous. So Meninga really, really is looking threatening. Um, so New South Wales are on the attack. He pulls out a massive hit. Now I think it's on. I think it's on Brentnell, who spills it. Um, and then from the next set, Meninga makes a break down the short side. So he runs, makes a twenty-meter break down the down the um, uh, down the uh, Hale Street side. Um, and from the play of the ball, uh, Miles uh, throws it to Broman. And then uh, that's when that's when Les Boyd comes in. And uh, puts on his cheap shot, uh, big elbow on Broman. Um, hits hits the turf. A uh, lot of concern straight away. Like, like players come in, like they they know that there's um, and and Gomesal blows the whistle very early as well. Hmm. And it seems there's a lot of uh-huh. a lot of concern. A lot of guys running in, and not in the way that they come in generally. Throwing punches and so on. I think it's it was real. Um, yeah, they know something's was, gone down. Yeah, and um, we we had a good view of that. I mean, yeah. we were we were looking sort of straight down the gun barrel at that one, and it was such a sickening, uh, sickening blow. And the way I think I know what you're what you're sort of uh, referring to that Broman sort of. He, he sort of collapsed. Um, he, he didn't. Uh, it was like he'd been shot. You know, he, mm. he just fell to the floor, and everyone uh, was immediately concerned. 
that, um, that and the whistle blew that, that, very quickly. It was very yeah. obvious. It's, as you say, it's like someone had been shot. Yeah, and um, maybe maybe now's the time to talk about um, Les Boyd, and um, I, I just can't help myself with this one. It, it was just such a cheap, <clears throat> nasty shot. Had nothing to do with rugby league whatsoever. He makes. And the only thing I'll give credit um, to Boyd for is at least he didn't pretend that he was trying to tackle him. He ran mm. towards him, cocked his elbow, and threw it as hard as he could, and um, and he he achieved exactly what he was looking to achieve. And and, the, and if if you can say anything could have made that worse, he'd been lining this up. Yep. You know, he did. Yeah. It's just just. Um, and th- this was I'd, not. Out of character for Boyd, I think that's the, the the point that that bothers me the most about this is Boyd had been in trouble throughout his career, and for anyone that's uh, listening that is a is a fan of Boyd that is desperately trying to shout at me now saying, but he's a gentleman off the field. I want to tell you that I couldn't care less. He's a thug on the field, a cheap, cheap thug. Not impressed. Mm. I don't think he's hard. Don't think he's tough. I think he's just a cheap thug. And the fact that a year later, um, so th- this this match, this first game in '83, would be his last representative match. Um, you know, he, he played a bunch of times for mm. Australia, um, a fair few times for for uh, New South Wales, but this would end his representative uh, career. A year later. Um, he uh, gets another long suspension for eye gouging. Now, the only yeah. reason I mention that is to just give you a, the, the the full picture of his character. Not not satisfied with um, effectively ending Broman's career. I know he played, uh, you know, a good bit after that, but he wasn't the same player uh, after this incident. Um, not satisfied with that. He would then descend to the the cheapest of all shots and eye gouge a guy, and he got I can't remember what it was. And he eye gouged some, or, some fifteen months. He eye gouged Billy Johnston, another great that's, Queenslander. That's right, it was Billy Johnston. That's right. Yeah. yeah now, yeah, yeah. now look, I'll just I'll just quickly go over what happened after after because he didn't get sent off. Even then, no. I don't even know who those New South Wales commentators that I listened to who who they were. It wasn't it wasn't um, Rex Mossop. But anyway, they. They were saying things. They were saying he should have been sent off, um, and I think as we, when we get back to the game, we'll see. It was we'll see Gomisell. I think, um, and when we get you know, another another subject, but Gomisell, if you thought he was so so one eyed, you would have sent him off mm. immediately. You know what I mean? Mm. So he wasn't. He would, would he have was, called the police and had him arrested. He would have, yeah, would yeah. You? Anyway, um, he didn't send him off. He only gave Queensland a penalty. Boyd was not cited by the New South Wales Rugby League over the incident. And the following day was selected in the Australian team for the New Zealand mm. test, but was forced to step down when Charlie Gibson, the oh, secretary Penrith. of Bro- yeah, of, yeah. Of, of Penrith, cited him. So, Manly, uh, so many included, New, including New South Wales coach Ted Glossop, who appeared at the judiciary on Boyd's behalf, believe he was unfairly dealt with mm. by... Uh, the judiciary, who's headed by lawyer Jim Comans, who's the same guy who wiped out Bob Cooper. 
<laughs> so there you go. And, you know, we know Doug. So Comins was, was he was on a, a mission to wipe out this. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rugged, violent game, but this, that kind of thuggery was um, at another level. Yeah, this wasn't a rugby uh, league injury. This this wasn't the sort of thing no. that you have to accept as part of the game. This was just violence. Yeah, with um, and some were saying the boy had been used as something of a poster boy for the campaign, with the punishment outweighing the crime, all that kind of thing. Saying it's a tough game, all that kind of thing. But anyway. Uh, Broman later instigated legal action against Boyd over the incident, and it was yeah. later settled out of court. Yep. Um, yeah. And as we know, and, and look, we'll get back to the game, but like that didn't stop him. He, still, he kept going, Boyd. He just kept going. He kept going after teammates. And we know it's. I think it's one thing to go uh, mate versus mate. For example, um, when Close clobbered. Um, Growth, not that they're on the same team, but you know when, when it's part of the game, that's one thing. It could go either way, you know. But you go, it's about the game. It's not. I'm just going to come and rub you out, you you know, like in a gutless kind of way. Yeah, yeah. I I, I have no words for my my <laughs> level of disgust for this sort of stuff. It's just uh, appalling. Please go yeah. on. Okay, so there we go. We we're not. Great fans of Les Boyd. Um, no. look, Sorry, Mrs. Boyd. Look, the defence from Queensland, they, they you know, play, play carries on. The other thing I need to, to make note of, Broman stays on the field. Yes, I didn't realise this. I did not realise no. this. <laughs> he stays on the yeah. field. Yeah. Um, yeah, the game goes on. The defence of Queensland, I, I mean... I keep making notes how good it was uh, throughout mm. the whole game. Um, and we're starting now to get an idea of just what a good defender Wally Fullerton Smith is, who's come in to replace Paul Mc... I mean, he is, and he's one of those classic defenders. He hits hard, but he also, he, not always low, but it's he's, he's, he's not this just going around crunching people. It's, he's got technique. Um, he, he, he stops does, him in he, his tracks. He that, stops that, him in his right. tracks. He really. It's it's funny when you read all the um, you know the rugby league week stuff of that uh, of that vintage. The amount of times that he appears as you know the hardest tackler thing. Mm. Wally Fulton Smith is a regular mention. Mm-hmm. You know, just before Fulton Smith came along, it was always uh, Roy Sayliff, but now it's it's Fulton Smith. Yeah, and I was and before that, watching this game. Yeah, before that it was Terry Randall. Remember. And That's then right, after yeah. Wally, after Wally Fullerton Smith, it was Gilmeister. These yes. guys who aren't—I don't know—I don't know how big Fullerton Smith is, but Gilmeister's not a big guy. But their technique is just scary, yeah. you know. Um, anyway, um, but it's not just Wally Fullerton Smith. The whole it's Vaughton, Testman, Niebling, Murray, um, and the ball skills of Kinescu, um uh, are just sort of giving that Queensland. Um, side momentum, but the defence mm. is 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 what really um, is frustrating New South Wales now. And the yeah. handling on both sides is bad, pretty bad. I think poor, with Queensland, it? it's of, more a lot of ball coughed up, uh, and a lot of. I think from the Queensland point of view, they tend to be pushing it more, like they're going for that last pass yes. kind of thing. New South yep. Wales are more disconnected and just fumbling, and also looking worried, looking who's going to come and hit them. Um, mm. So anyway, look. Um, 
in the 20th minute, New South Wales spill it again. Wally scoops it up, makes a good break. Uh, so Niebling then is taken out in another piece of Buddy Boyd madness. Um, yep. comes in with a, he comes in with a ludicrous swinging arm and now he's given 10 minutes in the bin, which I think is just a make-up. Like, I think so I too. I think um, Gomesel's gone. Meh. So really, um, uh, that's not that's not going to that's not going to obviously fix the problem. But anyway, Boyd's off for ten. Arthur Summons, who's commentating, says he look. Ed, he doesn't agree. He thinks he should have been sent off. Does not agree, but he says if you're going to get around doing that kind of thing, at least make sure you connect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Meninga I, I, was I, I, I was listening to the um, the Mick Vivas, um, Billy J. Smith commentary on this one, and Mick Vivas said pretty much the same thing about mm. um, uh, the incident at the end of the first half with Dave Brown, um, where you know if, if you're gonna mm. if you're gonna take him out, then you may as well do it properly. To me, you may as well do it properly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Queens don't get the penalty. Meninga uh, slots it over. It's ten nil. Uh, that doesn't stop the cheap shots. The Blues keep bloody throwing them around. Um, it's around the 25th, 26th minute. So Broman's been on for at least 10 minutes more and he mm. finally leaves the field. And the um, the uh, that the little dynamo, Dave Brown, comes on. Uh, and Queensland get another penalty and Mel slots it over against 12 nil. Um Wally Fulton Smith's defense just goes to the next level. He's just, mm. I, I was just watching it go and, and, and rewinding, going, Jesus, like <laughs> that. He's yeah. wearing that number 15, it's everywhere. Um, yeah. Um, he's making some great hits. And Miles, in particular, is, is running strongly, um, as is Brentnell, to be fair. Like Brentnell's, his running game's great. And he's kicking games also outstanding. So, but soon Queensland are back on the attack as New South Wales keep coughing the ball up. Um, and they're uh, we're right on the on the New South Wales line. Back line's set, so it looks like we're going wide, right? Going to send it left. Lewis just spears over between Price and Pierce, like, which really pissed Price off. <laughs> and it's yeah, good. Um, sixteen nil, soon to be eighteen nil. Uh, and that's just classic Wally. He's, he's just the vision, just you know, just. Um, yeah, he. he, he I I, th- I always thought Wally Lewis saw the uh, the play the ball as a as an opportunity, both in defence and uh, from yes. dummy half. That yeah. um, you know, it was a just sort of that that unique only to rugby league um, means of uh, of moving the game on. But the ball is on the ground, and that provides an opportunity for the rake back. But also for uh, for him at dummy half to look for a what what would we would call these days a soft shoulder, but someone that just was less aware of uh, of the threat from a couple of meters away. But he did it time and time again. How how yeah. they weren't aware that he was a threat from uh, dummy half is amazing. Yeah. Oh, look, it's um, I think he's constantly everything was up for grabs. You know. Um, mm. Ball was never dead. You know, just yeah, just incredible vision, including a couple of special moments in this game. But um, f- um, it's you know five minutes from half time, so it's 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 eighteen it's eighteen nil, 
Um, uh, New South Wales are 20 out for the Queensland line. Sterling goes down the short side, pops up a great ball to your mate, Les Boyd. And so he just dribbles one out to um, to growth. He picks it up and scores in the corner. Um, yeah. Good conversion I, for Sixworth. I, it's 18-6. It's, it's but, yeah, go I, on. I just say something about um, Eric Growth. I, I was yeah. surprised that um, he had been moved from the left wing to the right wing. I know they had to accommodate uh, Anderson, who was traditionally uh, only a left winger, but that, I think they made a terrible uh, tactical mm. blunder by putting him onto the wing that um, Rebo was defending. Now, apart mm. from that try, Rebo pretty much had uh, Growth bundled up, and uh, I, I thought, and I think most people thought that Growth was one of their biggest weapons. You know, have, mm. putting him into into space or a, a, into a one-on-one situation was one of their biggest opportunities to score. Rebo was by far uh, um, Queensland's best uh, wing winger defender uh, at the time. To move him, to move growth from left to right, to put him onto Rebo's wing. What? Tell mm. me how that makes sense. I mean, Steve Stacey is playing on the other wing. You would you would beg to have a situation to have growth attacking Stacey all day, wouldn't you? Or was that part of the Queensland thinking that we're going to have a big two big wingers? So whatever you do with growth, we've got him covered. I don't know. Um, mm. I just thought it was a missed opportunity, a crazy missed opportunity. Yeah, oh, growth only got the ball a cup into his hands a couple of times in the game and scored a try in one of them. Yeah. And made some good ground. Like he's yep. he was a hell of a player. Sure was. Uh, so still a bit of action to come. So Queenslander on the attack. Lewis sees an overlap and he throws a great ball to Stacey. So he makes a great dash down the sideline and um, almost gets a brilliant ball inside to Tessman, who's backing up. Um, and he was scored but just have doesn't stick. That pass. That, that he shouldn't have pushed that pass, pass a bit. He did push the pass to Tessman. Um, but it just showed the, the vision of Lewis, you know, like mm. um so it wasn't it wasn't really anyone's fault. I guess it's close to half time. Um, give it a shot. Um just before half time, New South Wales get another crack, but Vorton and Brown decide that they'll have a crack at Boyd. Yeah. So it's payback time. Um uh it's not, you know, it's not really um you know, as as we as we said before, like if you're going to have a go, like like have a go. But um, I think I think Brown um effectively comes in and and, and sort of diffuses the situation by th- throwing a, a decent one at um at Boyd, Boyd. and he gets he gets the ten minutes, yeah, yeah. And that was pretty much half time, wasn't it? And that was half time, yeah. But I think too, I you know, I think I think they had their senses, around, you know, about them going. Well, it's nearly half time. Here's an opportunity to go for Boyd. I think they all um, were conscious that um, there is payback time at some point. But um, let's just let's just choose our moment. Hmm. But um, yes, yeah, so it's half time now. Look, I think it's around. I, don't even. I think it's after after half time. Bradman's still sitting on the sideline with the ice to his cheek. Mm. Um, the commentators are calling it shocking luck. 
because Broman's form has been so good, he's been tipped to be to be um, yeah, selected for Australia. As if they they, they said it was it was a bit of bad, bad luck. luck, bit of bad oh, luck. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're right. It was a bit of bad luck. It was bad he, luck. And look, that he got targeted by the biggest coward ever to play rugby league. <laughs> and, and look, nothing much changes in the second half as far as New South Wales are still um, are still throwing a lot of um, swinging arms, a lot of bad handling from both sides. Um, but New South Wales still look disjointed while Queensland is still fluid in attack. It's more passes not sticking or, you know, the whole Kineski, Murray, Lewis, Scott situation is in full swing. I don't think they called it the spine back in the day, but they did actually have a, a, a spine going like a real, oh yeah, real uh, yeah, a real combination going. Um, so that, the Queensland, you could see it. They went to a couple of wide shots, and there's a Queensland straight line moving up was um, brutal. Uh, Wally Fullard and Smith Niebling, Testament Vorton in particular, Scott outstanding in defence. Um, uh, Meninga's making breaks occasionally. It's funny, like Mal had one of those games where he could have scored three tries, but just didn't quite get through. Um, but you know, once again, that's that puts New South Wales on notice. So they've got so many guys they need to be, you know, be watching closely. Um, look, there's a moment in this in the second half. Um, uh, so Mal makes a great break and puts a chip in over the top. And poor old Greg Brentnell has to pick it up with Meninga, <laughs> Meninga on top of him. Yeah. And Meninga just as absolutely cleans him up. But I do think Mal cops something because I think the rest of the game he was bleeding. That's right. And I think I yeah, think it was from that incident. But I think I think Greg Brentnell uh, copped it worse. But look, I, I, I just full of admiration for Brentnell. I just think he's a he was a fantastic fullback. Um, yeah, cla- a very classy player. Classy, classy. Um, never made mistakes. Uh, never got involved in any cheap stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, great, great player. Um, look, yeah, um, from that, the next play the ball. So Meninga's sort of cleaned Brentnell up, but Brentnell plays the ball. Growth went on a fan. Probably the best run of the game from any any player, maybe except for maybe Dave Brown later. A forty meter run. Um, which Cole Scott, like growth at full pace, uh, Cole Scott brought him down in a in a copybook copybook tackle. So once again, I stand to be corrected on my earlier slights on Cole. <laughs> he really had a he had a brilliant game. Um, he did. But pretty soon after that, uh, Price goes off. Ray Brown comes on. New South Wales go back on the attack, but the Queensland defence hangs solid. Murray playing like an extra back rower. And and Scott pulls off another important tackle on Boyd, who decides he might sort of get involved in playing football for a bit. Um, yeah, decent of him. Yeah. Poor handling continues both sides. Ella comes on for Thompson at 5'8". Uh, look, Kenny, Kenny make, does some good stuff, but makes a, makes a bit of ground, uh, making a few breaks. Um once again, Cole Scott, he pulls off a blinder on, on Kenny, you know, um, he was in the clear. In the next set, Lewis gets the ball and he runs 
as hard as he can at Les Boyd. And this is this with with the with the with the um, advantage of hindsight, it's a bit of a Mark Geyer moment. He was running at Boyd. He was hoping that mm. he would he would that something uh, he would that he would he would um uh yeah make something happen there. But um uh Gerard who's also is not as Gerard's not far behind Boyd in some ways in his in his um Thuggery, uh, yeah. Um, so he he starts swinging away at Canescu. Canescu and Gerard get involved in a bit of a bit of fisticuffs. Uh, Canescu uh, gets stuck into a big time as well. So it's you know um, it's just I think um, and the New South Wales commentators sort of said this. He said that I think Boyd and Gerard and a couple of guys. Just stop playing footy, you know, and their defence was woeful because they were just running around trying to hit guys. So, um, uh, it's still what's the score now? It's still eighteen six. Um, this high stuff's continuing, but out of the blue, Dave Brown uh, pulls out a fantastic run, just just crashes through the line, um, and I reckon he ran for about 30, 40 meters. Yeah. Um, He's, he's pulled down, but not more bad handling. Ball goes over New South Wales. Uh, in the 70th minute, New South Wales string a couple of sets together, and out of nothing, Sterling throws a pass to Steve Aller. He just steps a couple of. It's it's quite innocuous, and he just he's over. He just he just runs through and he scores um, beside the post at the Milton Road end. So it's 18-12, and suddenly game on. You know. Um, Thought we were sort of in control of it. All the, all the Les Boyd business and the high stuffs might have been a distraction, but tough defence from both sides, you know. Um, so I, 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 I thought New South Wales were very uh, disjointed in attack, and probably yep. on reflection, the um, the lack of um, lack of cohesion was mm. caused by a couple of guys just. They, they didn't seem to be there to play footy, and and I think mm. you know obviously of uh, Boyd, um, Jeff Gerrard, um, Mark Bogdan seemed more interested yeah. in in throwing short ones. It must have frustrated the hell out of the likes of um, Krillich and Kenny, who were trying 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 to win the game of footy. Look, every every now and then, when they did start playing footy, they were great. You know, yeah. oh and, yeah, there were a lot of lot of good players out there. Oh god, yeah, and um, it's just a shame. It's it's a shame, and I think too, if they'd taken all that thuggery out of it, I think um, it would have uh, uh, elevated the quality of the game and the handling, yep. all those things. But I think everyone's just it was just too, it was it was just too nasty and too violent and too um, uh. Yeah, just, just, just the spirit of the game was. Um, was well, not the, the, the the game was uh, was well. Was it there to be won for New South Wales? It probably was. I mean, at eighteen twelve, you know, um, it's a great opportunity, but uh, they just didn't take it. I I think you know, a bit cliche to say they've only got themselves to blame, but they do. They do. Mm. If they'd concentrated on some footy, they might have won that game. But I think too, what what that does is, 
you don't get any momentum. Um, yeah. Like we mentioned it before. I think Queensland, apart from being punctuated by um, stoppage mm. from, you know, from um, penalties and the foul play, their positive play, I think they were, all that was happening with them really was, um, you know, pushing the pass, uh, being a bit adventurous, but they were positive and they were trying to play good footy as, as opposed to New South Wales who were um, sort of concentrating on, on you know, cheap shots or half the side was or, you know. So, but yeah. that led to this breakdown in... Um, in any kind of fluid play, or concentrating really? on on um, on good attacking footy, but time is running out. Eighteen, twelve times, you know, the clock's running down. Um, there's panic stuff from both sides, but I think Queensland were just trying to play good footy, try and score a try, and put the, put the game away. And a couple of times they just pushed the pass a bit, um, and and uh, and were looking at just to to be a bit too adventurous. Um, but probably the last chance for New South Wales to score, they're running down the um, they're sort of down the right hand side, running towards Milton Road, and Phil Sigsworth just threw his big bloody hail mary pass that ended up in the bloody grandstand. Um, he's not your man. He's not your man for big moments, Phil. Like God bless him, but I I don't think he was. I don't think no. he was. He but earlier, but in five minutes earlier, he'd, he'd done a chip kick. He kicked straight into John Rebo. Um, yeah, like he was not your guy. Um, his origin yeah. highlight reel is pretty short. Yeah, Phil Duke would would, would agree with that. Um, <laughs> and look, it's five minutes ago. Queensland are back down the other end. Um, they get a scrum penalty. I couldn't quite work out what it was for. It might have been feeding the second row. Remember, there was like feeding the second row. There was um, yeah. A collapsing the scrum. Not, there was not re- not retiring. Uh, always not retiring. That. Feet across. <laughs> There's a few feet, feet across. across. Jesus yeah. Christ! But anyway, this is. I think this was for feeding the second row. Uh, right. Anyway, Queensland get the penalty. Steve Eller wasn't happy about that. Apparently, there you go. No. Um, but anyway, um, so Queensland on the attack. Everyone's going. Oh, Wally's going to go the field goal. Uh, back lines. Out and um, it's just one pass from the ruck goes to Mark Murray, who should throw it to Lewis, right? He should does do. He just yeah. does a big, does the big right foot step, and he just slips through and scores under the post, beside the post, which um, which is kind of fitting because that he just, that is just so um, so deserved. Um, mm. I was Murray's going to say Mark, Mark Murray is your is your, uh, your your guy that's up for the big game, but I think that doesn't do him justice, does it? You know, he's a better player no. than just just three matches a year. You know, he was a a really driven. I never met the man, but he he always struck me as a really driven uh, guy, yeah. and with with high standards and just didn't. There didn't seem to be times when he he took a few minutes off. You know, he always seemed to be uh, involved or looking to get involved or, or looking to get Lewis involved. And he always looked neat. You know what I mean? Like he looked yeah, like he was an right. organised guy. Like he looked. But yeah. in the first, I think in the, in the first set of that game, there's a big hit, and I'm going, oh, it's probably Fuller and Smith or Niebling. It's like Mark Murray. Like he's going, he doesn't look like he should be. He's like the sub, the neat, you know. 
but an executioner, you know, like a neat assassin, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd never thought that about him, yeah, but you, you're right. You, you rarely saw him looking, yeah. looking bedraggled. He he's always yeah. has that, um, yeah, but he was a, I, 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 I thought he was a super player. I, I really did. And, this and was, look, he's this a perfect player for Wally. Yeah, that's right. You know, we we covered that last week. You know his his recognition of um, where Wally would would best perform and giving him the the stage to uh, to perform. You know, I I think Murray uh, deserves a lot of credit for mm. uh, for recognizing that and and uh, giving Wally the, the space. Well, that was to two play. games in a row. Because remember that third game, the last the last series when mm. they pulled off that move where Wally. Um, uh, Murray would throw it to to Wally, so they they create that space, and you'd always yeah. think that um, that it was Wally that was going to be the attacking one, um, and it was it was Murray kind of being the foil. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's um, how how hard is that to uh, defend? I, I know we're really getting into Queensland love here, but that's what we do. Um, <laughs> you you can't you can't over defend on Lewis because he's got uh, Meninga and and Miles outside him. You know the mm. the difficulty uh, of of defending that sort of backline is is incredible and yeah. tough luck. Yeah, like I said earlier, like Mal Mal nearly carved it up, but he didn't because it just wasn't his night. Like he got. Drag down. I, you know. I I think you're right. I, I think he got that head knock with the, uh, that clash with Brentnell. And yeah, he, he wasn't he wasn't the same after that. No, he, he wasn't no. as potent after no. that. But there you go. The good guys won. Another another thing I have to mention, which is hilarious. So Murray scored the try. There's still a bit of time on the clock, but Queensland have effectively won. So while he's running around with this, um, it's like a wine cask kind of water receptacle mm-hmm. so you squeeze it out so people can drink drink yep. from it and so he's squeezing it passing it around like everyone's like like yeah drinking drinking like the holy you know the holy water um which is not that hygienic right no <laughs> not that no. Hygienic, but it, it reminded me of my my days with the uh, mighty West Kenmore Panthers in the under 11, under 12 days. And I don't know if they did this in soccer, but we had a, a team bucket full of water and a, the magic sponge, right? So if somebody went down injured, the coach or the manager, whoever, would run out with a sponge and a bucket and rub the sponge on the injured part of the body. And we'd go, while we're here, we'll take the opportunity to rehydrate and I would have suck a bit of water out of that sponge. <laughs> Same sponge. And you'd pass it around. You'd dip it back in, do it up, and you'd... we thought that was quite... And it also had that little tang of uh, Denko rub in, in yeah. it as well. And yeah, I that's think disgusting. that's why we don't have allergies. <laughs> yeah. That's, no, I don't have any proof of that and wouldn't stand up in um, any kind of um, research. Um, you know, laboratory uh, testing, but I, that's my Maybe. theory. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure that you could. You could draw a straight line from one to the other, but you could draw a line from that to alcoholism, perhaps. That would Probably be possibly. Pre- <laughs> prepared to drink anything. <laughs> oh yeah. 
yeah, those were the days. So that was uh, that's full time and um, full time twenty four twelve. Yeah, um, man of the match was Wally, Wally Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, but um, it could have been. I tell you, it could have been Mark Murray. I think Mark Murray flew under the radar so much that yeah, we were so used to him doing that kind of thing. Could have been Cole Scott. Could have been. Um, could have been uh, Fulton Smith. I, I thought he Fulton had a Smith. phenomenal game. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. he, I, I, I sort of alluded to this earlier, I think the um, having him and Niebling in the centre of the park mm. really stiffened up uh, mm. Queensland's uh, defence. It, you know, it wasn't poor before, but you know those guys were just tackling machines. And, yeah. um, and also Brad Tessman. He was, he, yeah. he was, he was hard and... While the Les Boyds and the Jeff Gerrards were running around with all their blatant stuff, he was doing his sneaky Rod Morris's, which yeah. I have to admire. You know that kind of, you know, yeah. a bit of a, you know, a bit of a touch up here and there, but um, yeah, it's a bit classier than the uh, the full frontal elbow. Really? There you go. Yeah, not non classy. So yeah, so that's um, that was the first game of the season, uh, first game of the series rather, and. Uh, Queenslander one nil up. Now, shall we move on to our um, featured player today? Sure. And I've gone, I've gone in a different direction uh, this week because I wanted to uh, a pick a New South Welshman because we've covered a lot of Queenslanders recently, but I also wanted to pick one that I actually like, um, both as a player but also as a bloke, um, someone that is sort of a credit to Rugby League as opposed to Les Boyd, who is not. <laughs> um, and I've uh, I've landed on Max Krillich. <clears throat> so, a little bit about Max Krillich. Um, <clears throat> he was born in Sydney in 1950 to uh, Croatian parents um, who uh, I'm pretty sure, although I don't know for sure, they, uh, they're both Emigrated from Croatia to uh, uh, to Sydney uh, a few years before um, Max Krilic was born. <clears throat> um, Krilic would play eight games for New South Wales and thirteen tests for Australia, all between nineteen seventy eight and nineteen eighty three. So. His rep footy happened relatively late in his uh, in his career, and there was a reason for that. And I think it's fairly well known that um, Krilich was uh, played his uh, early rugby league in the Manly area. I'm pretty sure for the Brookvale club, um, and he got graded by Manly in 1969. But unfortunately, the Australian hooker um, Fred Jones was um, the hooker for Manly, and. Yep. Uh, Krillich would have to wait in the in the reserves until until Jones had uh, finished. So uh, Krillich would play a hundred odd games in reserve grade before he uh, became a regular in the um, mm. in the first team. So it was seventy four seventy five before before uh, Krillich was uh, playing regular uh, first team footy. Um, but he would grab that uh, number 12 jumper then and, and wouldn't let it go for uh, for the next eight or nine years. He became club captain for 
Manly in it's when Bob Fulton went to East. So what was that? Seventy five or seventy six? Seventy six, I think. Might be wrong. Um, and Krilich would yes. end up playing two hundred and fifteen uh, first grade games for uh, Manly. He won uh, premierships in seventy six and uh, seventy eight um, uh, as captain uh, in both. Um, and he went on the 1982 uh, Kangaroo Tour of uh, Great Britain and uh, France as captain um, with his old club coach, uh, Frank Biscuits, pain in the ass Stanton as, uh, as mm, coach. Mm. That 82 team, obviously, would, would, the one that would go on to be called the Invincibles and contained all of those young players that would, um, were at the very start of their rep, uh, career and would be all greats for Australia. The likes of uh, Growth, Kenny, Sterling, Wayne Pierce, Meninga, uh, and a couple of older stages, the likes of uh, Steve Rogers and uh, Rod Reddy. So it was a fabulous mm. team looking back on it. Now, it, it probably didn't seem like that in 82 when they were first selected. It seemed like a, a bunch of young players, um, but they would. Just be one of that, that'd be that era of all of those great players coming through together. Um, Krilich retired in uh, 1983 because he had um, uh, an ongoing neck injury that just wouldn't uh, recover. And actually, we were were talking about this before we started recording today. Krilich's um, uh, injury problems were similar to many players of the day, they were dealt with by giving them painkillers and pushing them back out on the park um, to play. And over time, you just you, you just can't keep uh, doing that. Mm. Um, he was playing um, when he was so banged up. He, um, I, I saw an interview with him recently where he was talking about being unable to raise his right arm above shoulder level and his prop would have to grab his arm and put it around his shoulders on the rare occasion where he had his arms around his shoulders because he did spend a lot of time slipping that arm and mm. uh, hooking from from the ground as as they did at the time um but yeah he played he played injured for for most of his career um a very very durable and um, hard-working player <clears throat> outside of rugby league uh, he's one of those guys that uh, recognized Early that he had to have another career, and he um, he did an apprenticeship while he was still uh, while he was um, playing grade uh, footy, and um, uh, became a plumber and ran his business all throughout uh, his career. Um, so as a player, you know he was at the t- towards the tail end of the time when uh, being a hooker meant you actually had a job to do of um, hooking in mm, scrums. Did. Hook for the ball. Yeah, funny that. Um, and he, because of that, I, I sort of think of him as an old-fashioned uh, player, but he wasn't really. Um, I think he was better than just being a, a, a guy that hooked and uh, fed from dummy half. One of the things that always struck me about um, Krilich was that he was quick, quick yeah. over uh, five or ten yards, you know, quick from the um, from the base of the ruck. And... To that extent, sort of a bit Lewis-like in that no one thinks of him as quick, but that first five yards, the important five yards, he, he was always uh, moving over. And he's a very calm 
an organized player. And mm. I was thinking about that in terms of this particular match, whilst there's just chaos going on around him and guys throwing punches left and right. He's still trying to play uh, footy and organize yeah. his, uh, his team. And one, one of my favorite um, uh, memories of, of Krillich is in that uh, 78 um, grand final against uh, who was it, Cronulla with um, uh, the team, with Manly leading 15-0 deep in the second half. He asks uh, Graham Eady to uh, slip over a field goal to extend the lead past three converted tries. Mm. That, that demonstrated a yeah. ruthlessness and efficiency and dedication to winning, and they're all things that uh, I, I think are a credit to him and a very, very good um, player, captained Australia. For- and he was never – look, he, he was running – He was. you could see his, his running the ship. He was just yes. – but he just never um, – got involved in any of the controversial stuff. Um, yeah, he was he was the captain. He was just... Yeah, um, and, and, and ne- never, not prone to histrionics. You wouldn't see no. him screaming at his own players. You but no, he didn't seem... He didn't, he didn't seem to stand out. You know what I mean? No. Like, he was just... Yeah, it's, it's very calm. As you said, yeah, it was well put. Calm, which is what you need in those in, the, in, in that, at For that sure. level from your captain. Yeah, well, when chaos um, is going on around you, having a captain that that you have confidence in that he can see through the chaos and still has a plan. And know, doesn't players, doesn't join players in. Players respond well. When, yeah. when you think about it, as much as we love Wally Lewis, Wally was always in the middle of it, if not starting For sure. it. <laughs> as opposed to, say, Nokia, which is probably a bit Krillich-like, where you just go, it's yeah. just there behind the scenes, still with your, with, still, still with your, uh, your hands on the... Hands on the um, on the controls, but not uh, yeah, no histrionics, just pushing the buttons, you know. So yeah, yeah, uh, interesting. A very, very, very good player. I, I, uh, I and I know you respected him uh, a lot. He was a one of those yes. players you, you you couldn't dislike because he was just good. Yeah. Uh, so that's um, that's Max Krillich, and I guess that brings us close to the end. Other than to say. For all of you New South Wales fans that have been bearing with us these this long list of uh, Queensland victories, your time will come soon. And yes, you can, you can start to enjoy the origin of the series again, um, but don't enjoy it too much because it's not going to last very long for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's uh, that's about all. That's unless that. you've got anything else to, I do uh, not have anything in. to add. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. It's been a pleasure as always. Thanks everybody for joining us um, and for uh, yeah, for uh, putting up with our with our uh, various leanings. But um, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back well, game I'm, two. Yeah, and um, we we look forward to that one. And um, yeah, for now, thank you very much. Yeah. Good night. Thank you.